I will tell you, I've been telling folks, even before I started this business, that if you're not on LinkedIn, you're just not serious about finding a new role, um, quite frankly, because um, a lot of people are not attuned to how, just how important LinkedIn is, but 95% of recruiters that are looking to hire talent are looking on LinkedIn. So they may look other places, but 95% of all recruiters who are hiring for all roles, especially in the U.S. in particular, are looking on LinkedIn. So what does that say, right? You've got to have your profile. You've got to be prepared and show up there so that they can find you. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do. Because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. Welcome to this week's episode of You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. I'm excited for this topic today, showing up on LinkedIn. One of our community members asked the following question, as I'm growing my career, how important is it really to show up on LinkedIn? Where do I even get started after not having a presence there for years? I'm excited for you to hear my conversation with Adrian Simpson. Adrian is the CEO and founder of the LinkedIn Pros, a LinkedIn consulting and six-figure coaching agency for small businesses and career professionals. Her strategic process has helped hundreds of professionals navigate the online barriers that prevent job seekers from moving forward in their careers and small businesses from gaining new leads and clients. With extensive experience in coaching clients to attain their personal and professional revenue goals, Adrian is eager to teach best practices on how to land your next best opportunity with an optimized LinkedIn profile and clear strategic direction. Coaching and empowering clients to success is her superpower. We talked about what to prioritize in your LinkedIn profile, how to find companies aligned to your values, and how to be seen as a subject matter expert and thought leader in your industry on LinkedIn. Let's get started. Well, welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. I'm really excited about our topic today. One of our community members requested this topic, so I'm really happy to have this conversation about LinkedIn and showing up authentically on it. And I'm even more excited to have our guest with us today, and we're just going to get a ton of value from all of her knowledge. So welcome, Adrienne. 
Hey there. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to have you. I became internet friends with you by following you on Instagram. The best so, way, right? Yeah, so I'm really excited that we're able to connect in this way and, um, and just learn from each other. As am I. Thank you for, for reaching out to me and just expressing you know, your interest in, in LinkedIn and having me come and chat with your audience. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Well, wonderful. Well, um, for those that don't know you, can you tell us your story? Sure. Um, so I'm Adrian Simpson, the CEO and founder of the LinkedIn Pros, and I am a LinkedIn strategist and career coach for uh, really six-figure professionals and small businesses. And so I started my company um, actually a couple of years ago because I wanted to help more people get into their six-figure um, goal range for salary and, and career employment. And so I looked around and realized that after having been laid off uh, a total of four times uh, while I was in corporate America, that um, I had developed a process, a repeatable process, because I had done it again, you know, four times. And so I realized that, hey, this is something I can teach to other people. And so I set off to do just that. Well, wonderful. I'm really excited to learn from you. And especially now, um, I think the world is a different place than it was even a year ago. And social media, LinkedIn, now more people have the ability to work from home. It feels like, you know, if you are looking for a new opportunity, whatever the reason, if you were laid off or it was something with the pandemic, or if you're just looking to get a bigger opportunity now is a really great place to be doing it. Absolutely. There is no better time uh, than right now to find opportunity in industry. Lots of companies are hiring. Um, and as I tell people all the time, like there's a myth that companies are not hiring, that you can't find great jobs. And that's just not true. Yeah. And especially now I see that now the world has kind of opened up finally to working from home and yeah. And some of the telecommuting stuff, but if you are somebody that is, you know, finding themselves either trying to look for a job because they've been um, a part of a reduction in force, or if you're just looking for a new opportunity, how important do you think your LinkedIn presence is, especially now? So uh, that's a great question. I will tell you, I've been telling folks, even before I started this business, that if you're not on LinkedIn, you're just not serious about finding a new role, um, quite frankly, because um, a lot of people are not attuned to how just how important LinkedIn is, but 95% of recruiters that are looking to hire talent are looking on LinkedIn. So they may look other places, but 95% of all recruiters who are hiring for all roles, especially in the U.S. in particular, are looking on LinkedIn. So what does that say, right? You've got to have your profile. You've got to be prepared and show up there so that they can find you. And how do you think if you were to like rank of importance, like your resume versus your LinkedIn profile, like... What's more important and like what roles do they play now? Yeah, another great question. You're really good at this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so quite frankly, I would say in order of importance, LinkedIn is number one. Resume is number two. Certainly you would use the resume right as fodder for your LinkedIn profile, mm -hmm. but primarily your profile is going to work for you while you're asleep, right? While you're not even thinking about looking for a new job, your resume um, is going to, again, feed your profile, but your profile is what people are going to search for and find, right? So again, recruiters pay for the service to be able to access viable candidates in their profiles on LinkedIn. And so while you're not even thinking about it, your resume is not updated, it's okay. You know, you'll do that, but your LinkedIn profile should be top of mind. 
now that I'm on LinkedIn even more, I feel like there's still people that are kind of either they're really active or they set up their account like a really long time ago. They've worked for a company for a while and, or some people have like multiple LinkedIn profiles. You see those people like congratulate so-and-so on their job of so many years. And you're like, I know that they're not at that company That's right. anymore. Right? That's right. So if you haven't touched your LinkedIn profile or posted for a while, as in like the last time you're looking for a job, <laughs> what do you say is the most important thing to update? Where would you start? Where I would start is really certainly making sure that all the relevant fields are correct, right? So you want to make sure that the information, the searchable fields underneath your name are accurate as well. Like, who are you? What do you do? That uh, field information should be correct. And then the third base to update is really, um, it's called the about section, but I call it the positioning statement. So it's who you want to tell people you are and what you're really good at. So if you could speak to them without having to communicate with everybody up, you know, all at once or up front, um, what do you want to say in, you know, a couple of paragraphs about who you are? That's the about section. Again, how you want to position yourself moving forward. But quite frankly, the job experience section is the, is the last piece I'd update only because it takes people a lot of time to kind of think about what they've done. Most people don't update that regularly, right? You don't even keep your resume updated. It's a lot of work and effort, um, but certainly the pieces, the fields that are really above the fold where when somebody searches for you, they come up right away are what I would suggest you update first. And in near about section, I've seen people do it different ways that almost like talk about themselves in the third person. And some people talk about like, hey, this is who I am. More like, their profile on other social media. What do you suggest people do? You know, it's really um, the person's preference, right? Um, so I've seen, again, you know, you're right. I've seen both ways. I've seen third person, which is a bit more formal, right? So-and-so is, you know, the leader and, you know, cost-effectiveness, or I am this person. So I've seen it both ways. Um, really, I think it depends on your personality and how you want to show up on LinkedIn. And if you are a bit more formal and looking for more of a professional kind of a just a more regimented approach, mm -hmm. I would say third person is fine. If you are more of a friendly, you know, type personality and you're looking for maybe more of a relaxed atmosphere, certainly speaking in your regular uh, tone of voice is cool too. Once you have those primary things covered that you mentioned, your about section, all of those kinds of things, how can you start showing up authentically on LinkedIn? Like once people have that, they, they're, oh, I'm set, I'm good. But like, how important is posting? It's very important. Um, and I'll tell you why, because certainly in the U.S., there are about 170 million active users of people that are on LinkedIn, right? So that includes people who've posted or who've shared their profile, like we said before, and haven't touched it in a while. But of those groups of folks, like 10 to 20 percent of people post. So 170 million people are on LinkedIn, but 10 to 20 percent post regularly. So if wow. you want to show up and people want to find you and you want to be found, I would advise you to, to certainly share information. You can even reshare articles that are of interest to you. If you work for a particular company, you might share some company information. Or if you want to be considered the subject matter expert in a field, if you are, you know, this me in digital analytics, you want to share some tips on digital analytics and allow people to find you because what you post is in shared in a lot of people's feeds, right? Thousands of people's feeds that has the potential to show up in. And so if someone's going to find you for what you say and have you be positioned as that expert, I'd certainly post and add some information there. Wow. That's, that's really a lot lower than I thought, 10 to 20%. So that could be a really 
easy barrier to entry to kind of just be different than everybody else if you just routinely start posting. Absolutely. That's great. How have you seen some of like the best people show up on LinkedIn so that you can even tell like what kind of leadership style they have or what kind of values that they have? And do you find that those people generally just post more? I would say that people necessarily post more, but they post frequently, right? They post in a regular cadence. So you don't have to post like a ton of times, you know, Facebook, if you're a regular user, you're on there probably a lot. You may post several times a day with LinkedIn. You might show up two to three times a week, but in a regular cadence. So you have to alert the algorithm, right? And let it know, hey, I'm posting. I'm going to be here for a while with my (laughs) profile. I don't post every day, but I might post um, three or four times a week every week, right? So there's a particular type of rhythm that I have and I have that established. And then LinkedIn also has groups, just like Facebook has different mm-hmm. groups, groups of interest. So if there's something that you're interested in, and if, if you happen to be like a scrum master or uh, just a particular type of um, professional, you find the group associated with that and post and share information there, LinkedIn likes that too. That's a great idea. I, f- I often forget about LinkedIn groups. A lot of people do. <laughs> uh, they do. But um, what I will add to is that, you know, you mentioned authenticity, right? The groups really aren't places for people to sell or just over um, extend themselves in terms of being in the group. They really are places for you to add value and share information, right? Associated with whatever the subject matter is. Perfect place to join. If you are seeking an opportunity, um, not everybody is. I think you that shouldn't be the only reason to show up on LinkedIn, right? You should be showing up whether you are looking for a new opportunity or not. But if you are looking for a new opportunity, you know, some of the leaders that I've been coaching are really trying. And I think even just new, the newer generations, um, Gen Z, they're trying to find jobs and opportunities at companies that align with their values. How have you seen people do that successfully? And then how can you create or even find a contact and create a late relationship with them within LinkedIn? I'd say, so number one, LinkedIn has a jobs section, right? I search for my clients. I coach my clients. Look at the job section. I think I just read a stat that said 100 million new jobs are, are posted on LinkedIn every month. 100 million jobs. Now, certainly there's attrition, right? So those that are older are, are then getting parsed out as well. But 100 million new opportunities are posted every single month. 250 people will apply to those, right? Those jobs, four to six will get interviews, one person will get hired. And so if you're looking for ways to find good information and relevant jobs, certainly look on LinkedIn, search that way, and just make sure that you stay in tuned with what, where to look, Um, searching for the right company and what you're interested in, and you'll be able to leverage that moving forward. I would also say that, again, those jobs are refreshed and recruiters are always looking for new talent. So um, for anybody who's looking for opportunities, I would say, again, I would start with LinkedIn and make sure that you focus there. And do you find that um, reaching out to recruiters at companies that you, you know, align with their values, is that a good way to do it? I know some people are scared to just kind of cold call or cold message a recruiter. So a lot of times LinkedIn will have either the recruiter or who posted the job. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. If you're interested in that role, there's no reason why you shouldn't reach out to them. Like really think about um, what's it gaining you to be fearful, right? Own the responsibility of jumping out and reaching out to that poster or that, um, that recruiter and telling them you're interested, 
right? Let them know. Otherwise they may or may not see you, right? I, I literally just said what 250 people apply to each role that's posted. So that those, that's your competition. 249 other people. And so you need to do what's best for you to get ahead of that pack, right? So if that means reaching out to the poster and saying, hey, I'm really interested in this role, I'd love to chat with you or ask you just a few questions about this opportunity, then just imagine how many other people are not doing that. So you wanna figure out the way that adds value because their job is really to find somebody to fill that slot. If you think you're it, I would certainly reach out to the poster or the recruiter. And it's like you said, it, again, it differentiates you they might then click on your LinkedIn profile, see what other posts you've posted about, and you've then just established yourself, like you said, as a subject matter expert in your field. LinkedIn really is um, very, uh, to me, it's very awesome in, in that you can reach out directly to someone, right, and say, so you don't have to wait on them. Um, I was just sharing with my, my niece who's graduated from college about how when I first started looking for, for roles after school, after college, I was literally using the classifieds. So oh, I really yeah. just dated myself right there, <laughs> right? I'm looking in the classifieds, trying to find this best opportunity and figuring you know, out how to do that. Uh, and she doesn't have to do any of that, which is awesome. And, and nobody now does either, right? LinkedIn is literally the platform where people that are looking for great talent post their, their job search and their requirements. They tell you what they want. You just got to find and search for the one that you want that you know, you're a best fit for and then make the connection. I love it in that way. I, and I love this idea of um, you have the power to make the connection. Absolutely. After doing the research, um, knowing how many people are applying to jobs, how can you differentiate yourself and put yourself out there? Because they may not respond, but they're definitely not, not going to respond to you if you don't send them a note. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I'll, I'll just add as well, because um, you mentioned about, you know, sort of values of companies and, and researching that piece as well. I literally start with LinkedIn for everything I'm doing. If I'm researching a company, if I want to know more about it, if I want to know more about the employees that work there, sometimes people will add information um, either publicly or in, in groups about the company, about the environment. Um, and so certainly a search, Google search will get you some of it, right? But LinkedIn is really where the business about the business, right, is located. So I do a ton of research and reading. I can even see if there are folks that I know that work at the company. Maybe I want to add like a little, you know, send a little note to them behind the scenes. Hey, tell me what's really going on at this company. Do you really like it? How long have you been there? Do you have any challenges? You know, what, what would you advise? But you don't get any of that until you start digging and doing a bit of research yourself. And what I love about some of the features now, you can, you can follow leaders at companies without linking in with them now, right? So Absolutely. if you're doing research on a company, you should follow the company to see what kind of posts that they have, right? You should, I would imagine you can start like following some of the leaders in the department or some of the leaders of the business units that you might even want to work for um, as That's well. Right. That's right. Here's a tip I'll share too. Uh, certainly one that I share with my clients. As you're looking and you find the companies that you're interested in, certainly follow the company, right? Follow the leaders that you're interested in as well. And just make sure that you um, sort of tap in to see again who you know that works there, but really look and see what the breadth of information is that they share on LinkedIn too, right? Are companies being forthcoming about their information? Are you having to dig really deep to find just, you know, about their core values and what they stand for. If you are, I might take a second look, right? But I certainly would, you know, have them in my list of companies. I create a targeted list of companies that I want to apply to and, and work for. No, that's a great idea to start that targeted list. And like you said, I think 
companies now, I mean, there's just so much you can do to show what your values are, not just like the words, but like in action too. And if they aren't posting about it, to your point, it's almost like, well, why not? <laughs> why can't I get a sense of the values of this company by following leaders and, um, and their own PR, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see professionals making on LinkedIn? Mm. Hmm. Um, let's see, without naming names. <laughs> um, I think uh, a lot of professionals, they use up that. So I say that LinkedIn is just a huge search engine, right? Lots of uh, platforms are, but LinkedIn in particular is a very huge search engine. So a lot of the fields are searchable in your own profile. And what I find a lot of uh, leaders doing is really giving a summary of the company or something else aside from their um, information. And why would you do that? Why would you waste such valuable real estate on something mm -hmm. other than the value that you can bring to the organization? So I would certainly say leverage all the real estate on your profile to best advantage that you can take in terms of showing your value. Uh, another big mistake that people make is just not updating their profiles, right? They'll um, let them say dormant or stagnant for, for years, I've seen. They put their name and information, and that's kind of it. So if I look at your profile, I can't tell who you are, what you do, or I can't tell the last time that you've done XYZ thing. And that's what, exactly what I'm looking for now. I'm looking for a person that does this, and I can't tell that you've done that because you haven't updated your profile. And your profile picture should certainly be professional, right? Um, you can have a, you know, a, a fun and sort of, I call it business casual whimsical, but you know, if, if you had a few drinks at the, at the holiday party, like that's not the profile picture you want to use. You want to make sure that, you know, you're showing up in a professional way, um, regardless of when it is. And so that, that profile picture is a, is a moment in time that you want to be able to reflect who you are at all times. Some people don't even have profile pictures still. It's, they don't. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't even want to touch on that. <laughs> but that would be a, another mistake. That yeah, is a mistake. Not, not even having one. Mm -hmm. So we talk a lot about boundaries on this podcast, especially aligned to your values. Um, and one of the things I love so much about your content is, you know, you put out like different affirmations to have when you're in the job hunt, other things like that. What advice do you have for job seekers on setting boundaries during their career search? Sure. I would say, first of all, certainly think about the goals that you have, right? So if you're looking for a job, it certainly can be a job. It can be very tiring, mm -hmm. uh, very taxing. But what I would strongly suggest is that you set uh, a time frame that you're going to do your search and set uh, a goal for what you want, set some targeted goals for what you want to achieve. So for example, at minimum, you should be looking for about applying to about 30 different roles per week. Oh, wow. Okay. 30, right. Yeah. 30, especially if you want to move from where you are, if you want to transform your career, if you're looking, if you've been laid off, if you're really ready to move like right now into something mm -hmm. else, minimum 30 per week. Right. But that breaks down to six per day. If you're only looking during the weekday, right. I'm going to give you the weekend off but five <laughs> days a week. You apply to six different roles a day, but set your boundaries. So if you're going to apply um, and you're going to really do a targeted effort, let's say you do it for two hours a day. Right. Mm -hmm. So six, you are going to apply to six different roles per day, weekends off, right. For two hours a day, that'll give you the boundary that you need without feeling like you're so overwhelmed that you can't do it at all. I know today I've got to do six, right. Tomorrow I'll do six again. 
next day I'll do six as well. So it kind of gives you, it gives you a goal, an aspirational goal, but certainly it gives you boundaries so that you don't feel like you're overwhelmed and you're going crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I love the targeted and very specific goal. Do you find that the higher you go in your career, potentially, you know, there's potentially less roles and even um, expectations around how long it might even take to get those roles? Is it longer? What are your um, thoughts on that? So I'm smiling because it certainly depends on a lot of different factors, right? It depends on the individual, it depends on their viewpoint. It certainly depends on their skill set and experience, mm-hmm. right? And the roles that they're looking for. So I have clients that are, you know, they enter my program and we work with them, uh, you know, again, very um, targeted who've landed roles in five or six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some that may seem short, but, you know, to your point, if it's an executive style role, those can take a really long time to vet. And so we have certainly seen on both ends of the spectrum, I've seen, you know, several months too, but again, it depends on the role. Certainly the higher up you go, probably the longer the process, because they're really looking to do their due diligence, because if you're, you know, especially if you're an officer of a company, it's right. a little bit longer for you to go through that process. But certainly it just varies on the individual. It certainly can even vary on how long they've been looking for a candidate. Maybe they're looking to fill the role like right now and it's been too long, mm-hmm. or maybe they're taking their time and they're just entering that search. I think you're right. Companies sometimes, oh yeah, we needed to have the role filled yesterday, but really they're just, they're taking their time. <laughs> yep. But you should ask, you should certainly ask. And there's no harm in asking at the end of a discussion or interview, you know, when are you looking to fill this role? They'll give you some idea too. So if you're really looking in an aggressive way and you got this target and you say, when are you looking to fill this role? And they say, oh, we're just starting. We're looking for like the next three months. Well, you know, you need to be looking more like don't hang your head on this particular role. Make sure that you don't, don't rule it out, but add others to your list as well. Well, I, I love all of that advice. Now I'm just going to ask you a personal question. What boundaries do you put in place for yourself? (laughs) I'm bad at boundaries. (laughs) I'm really bad at that. I'll say this on LinkedIn. I shared earlier that, you know, for candidates, for folks that are looking for roles, it's a lot, the barriers to entry for you to be able to communicate with recruiters and hiring managers is low, right? You can have in-mail and reach out to their, uh, their inbox directly, and they may respond back to you in a direct way. So you've got that uh, ability to do that in, in a direct manner. But also the reverse happens, right? So recruiters also are able to reach out to you and it happens to me a lot because while I'm not looking right now, I look for my clients, but I don't have anything that says I'm not open. So recruiters contact me all times of day and night. And because I'm a person that lives, you know, on my devices, I'll answer sometimes or I'll forward it to, you know, a client who's looking for that role. So I am bad at putting up time barriers for me on uh, platforms and social media, but I would certainly suggest that, you know, folks that are watching or listening to this podcast do that. Like, you know, you've got to have a shutoff valve. You certainly do and get some rest, right? Decompress, step away from the process. So again, it doesn't drive you crazy. I mean, you don't feel like you're not uh, making gains. And then again, set your, your time bound, your barriers, right? your boundaries, and then get back at it the next day. I love that. I'm going to take notes to do it for myself today. (laughs) It's, it's a learning process and an evolution. Absolutely. And every new day, you have another chance to get better at your boundaries. That's right. Well, Adrian, thank you so much. This has been really great conversation about, you know, how to start out frequency of posting, how to find a company. We've talked about so many things. 
but I know that you have even more that you can share with the audience. So um, can you tell us a little bit about the document that you were telling me about a bit ago? Sure. Uh, for folks who are interested in really taking some of the tips that we share today uh, and then getting a few others, I've got a file that I call Boost Your Profile Right Away, Top 10 Ways to Boost Your Profile Right Away. And certainly if folks would like a copy of that, they can email me at adrianatthelinkedinpros.com and I'll be happy to send them a free copy of that. I love that so much. We're all about actionable tools And so I'm sure those that are listening heard a ton of different things, but she'll spell it out for you in 10 ways to boost that profile after you get it up and running. And we'll also put her email in the show notes as well. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. I just like to just encourage your listeners, if you're ready to to move forward, or even if you're just kind of kicking the tires, right, you just want to test the water, don't sit on this information. Certainly look to to use these tips right away. Test out LinkedIn. It's not going to hurt you and it's free to use. So I would suggest you do it right away. I love that. And it's just a really great way to get out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Adrian. Really appreciate having you. Thank you for having me on, Laura. I appreciate you too. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a show. Editing and support for this podcast is from SNE Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.